Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa and Free Britney. Free Britney! Free Britney! There's nothing you can do. Uh, say. I've been singing that all <laughs> week because this bitch is strong. Okay, should we summarize what's going on in court if people are not as crazy about Britney Spears as we are? I guess, but all, yeah, I, yes, we should. And also, but like my phone was blowing up at like in a way that I'm assuming everybody's phone was blowing up. Like was... It was everybody getting crazy Apple News notifications that was like, Britney is in court and trying to free herself. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've turned my notifications off because too many like sports games have been ruined through that for me. <laughs> but mm. I was working and I was getting a bunch of texts and a bunch of links and I was like, what's going on? Oh my God. And then my brain was just scrambled with Britney Spears stuff when I was supposed to be focusing. Um, essentially, <laughs> I mean, the, the craziest thing is that We've sort of been like, you never know what's going on with someone's mental health and you don't want to insert yourself in the situation. You can't know unless you're there. And it really seems like somehow it's even crazier than the Free Britney uh, cause had even alleged, which is Mm -hmm. uh, very sad and dark. But like, I am um, mostly just in awe of how strong Britney Spears is and how she was able to collect her thoughts and, and keep like very detailed notes of what's happened to her over the years and mm-hmm. um, how she was able to, you know, she's still under the conservatorship. And so these people are still in charge of her life. And she was just able to tell the truth about them to the whole world and not be afraid of what the repercussions are. I mean, I guess you, she's probably just at a point where it's like, what worse can you do to me? Um, yeah. Essentially what happened is this is the first time uh, Britney's been allowed to speak publicly about her situation, and she confirmed a lot of what people had been saying. They, uh, her team, that's run by her father, you know, forced her into a mental institution that they created for her that she had to pay sixty thousand dollars a month for because she simply didn't want to do another leg of her Vegas tour. There's nastier stuff where um, they forced her to be on lithium. Uh, they for- they forced her to have an IUD in her body when she wanted to have another baby, and she's 39, and she still wants to have another baby. So, you know, as we all know, like, that may or may not be possible for her at this point, and I feel horrible about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I there's, there's other interesting things in there, too, because people have said for so long, Britney Spears kind of gets this, like, reputation that she's an idiot, and she's just, like, a little puppet and does what everyone says, and she herself is, like, I'm not good at what I do. I'm great at it. And I know what I'm doing. And I choreograph my dances. And I teach my dancers. And I'm the reason why this all works. So I don't know how you can say that I'm not mentally capable of making decisions. It's also so important that she's emphasizing that she's paying for everyone and everything. And she's sick and tired of it. So even if you're going to be an absolute asshole who doesn't care about emotional abuse, you have to be like, it makes absolutely no sense for her to be paying for her own prison 
that she doesn't want to be in. And she, it's like, you just have to follow. And then that, of course, is like, what if you go, well, why would anybody do this to another human? Follow the fucking money. There's so much money at stake that people are all trying to grab their fucking hands on. And so there's just like so many reasons that people are doing this to her and they've been getting away with it for so long. It's, and it's important that she brings up all of that too. It's so crazy. Like we've talked about, you know, I feel like we talk about these kinds of things like, oh my God, so long ago, they used to lobotomize women and call them hysterical and put them in mental institutions, you know, because they were too emotional on their period or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not necessarily like commonly accepted anymore. We're not really that far away from that here. And there's quite a few examples of famous, powerful women who this has been done to. And Britney Spears, shockingly, has survived all of it and is fighting back. And I think, like, I mean, in, in my lifetime, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. And to even just to stand up in court when you know your family is there and say, I want to sue my family and I want my money, like, mm-hmm. that's incredibly hard to do. It's extremely mm-hmm. stressful to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just really proud of her. I, I'm thankful that it seems like her boyfriend is a good guy who has somehow worked the system to still be allowed to be around her because they could easily take him away from her. It yeah. seems like her fucking court-appointed court lawyer has been, like, giving her bad advice, telling her not to say shit about all of this. Um, yeah. He's, like, incentivized to continue to be on her payroll and keep this going, which is something the Free Britney movement has said this entire time. And the judge mm-hmm. said, look, if she wants out of this, I'm going to need – said to her attorney, I'm going to need her to file an official motion – And her attorney was like, well, I can't discuss that with her here because, you know, attorney-client privilege. And it's like, if that shit doesn't get filed, Los Angeles will burn. Like, what are you doing? I told Tony, I sent Tony a text when all this came out. And I was like, I just need you to mentally prepare yourself that I will be in the streets. I know. Like, (laughs) I, I just need you to be mentally prepared that I will riot for this because it's absolutely insane. And not, not only is it so brave to be standing up to your family who is abusing you in such a public stage, she's made it very clear that she's been, she's been so in the dark. She's been drugged by people she's been uh, basically brainwashed by people and then to take a public microphone and try to try to articulate all of this would be so nerve-wracking because she explicitly says she doesn't know what she can and can't do she was told that she couldn't even try to end a conservatorship she couldn't object to it and now she's finding out she can and like i would be so intimidated by the just the process and you know thinking what yeah. I'm allowed to do what I'm not allowed to do and so to be brave enough to be like fuck it I'm gonna just like I there's so much that I need to say and, and I'm gonna say it is like so huge and I am also just like so proud of her I also just have to say so she mentioned that she's forced to go to therapy three times a week against her will to a therapist who's feeding information to her team which is like totally against everything therapy is supposed to be about And she said that she wanted this to happen in her home, but they forced her to go to an office in Westlake Village where they told the paparazzi she would be so they could get pictures of her crying. Westlake Mm -hmm. Village is my fucking hometown. Do you know how fast I would have thrown my body in front of the paparazzi (laughs) had I known where that was? Like, I personally feel like I failed Britney Spears. Like, I should have been, like, cruising around Westlake looking for a crying Britney Spears just to be like, get the fuck out of here, you asshole! 
Oh my god. I know. I know. I would do the same. I'm like I really really hope that this is the start of some like really positive changes and just the fact that there's like more information out there coming from her for once. Uh, after this whole year, especially of just you know information from everywhere else, it's I just hope it's going to be positive changes. There's another uh, court hearing that was supposed to be about removing her dad as conservator, but then giving this woman who's equally as bad control, and it, it was set for July 4th, and so they're hoping that they'll just change that to like hear whatever they need to hear about ending the conservatorship or they'll reschedule it. But in the meantime, I'm like, can someone file a fucking injunction against these people? Cause she's clearly in danger. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. no, no one. Ugh, yes. Anyway, um, free Britney, <laughs> free Britney and lock up Erica. Who knows? Mm. How did real housewives of Beverly Hills make you feel this week we got a lot of Erica and a lot of Erica's uh I don't I don't I don't I don't want to say like defense but her story her story it's interesting right because she's doing this thing where she's like I can't say anything because I'm married to someone who's a very good lawyer right but that's not really it like obviously Mm -hmm. you found out that he was doing a bunch of illegal shit and so you can't say anything Because now you have to defend yourself. And so she's sort of passing this off as like, he just never validated my feelings. And, you know, he treated me like I was property and we didn't have a marriage. And I was begging to him. I was begging him to show up in the marriage. And, you know, I just don't want to rope all these ladies into this. Because the only thing that was clear that was like, she knows what's coming is... I can't share things with you because I don't want you to be implicated. Which means yeah. she knows that all about this shit. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> and the uh, the reference to her already starting to, like, move and sell clothes, like, two or three months before filing for divorce is also shady as fuck. Yes, that could have been, in theory, like, while she was plotting her... The story of her leaving that she is telling of like trying to escape a loveless marriage and doing it. it, It's it, it does happen to people and to women. And I don't want anybody who's experiencing or has experienced that to feel like belittled. Cause I, I hate that she would be entirely fabricating. This It's just like an alibi. Right. But I also think that that's what's happening. So it sucks because it really gets me upset with her because it feels like such a performance to me. It feels like a great performance. This bitch is an amazing actress. I, <laughs> and I don't doubt, too, you know, like these stories where, listen, no marriage and no relationship is perfect. There's, you know, I could take like a small story of a time that Tony's hurt my feelings. And if I like gave it a spectacular performance, it, it, it would feel like he was the devil. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I'm sure some of these like, Stories she's telling about Tom or some of these complaints are coming from a place of truth in some ways, but to be piling it up and constructing it in a way that's like, you guys have had no idea I've been married to a monster. It's like, yeah, you have been, but not in the way that you're portraying, bitch. You're not a victim. I guess that's what it is. I guess I'm realizing now. The victim, the making herself seem like a victim when it's becoming more and more evident to us that she was at least somewhat keen to all of this wrongdoing where there's several, several very, very real victims is gross. 
Yeah, I I will say like I I know that when you're gu- if you're thinking about getting divorced, a lot of attorneys will advise you to start, you know, moving things in your name, yeah, keeping track of your assets, like mm-hmm. and I also think that when you're married to a man who's clearly the source of money in the relationship and you, you know, she has this income, but that's probably not significant enough to like keep up any any version of her life. Um No. It, you do have to sort of go in the night and be smart and sneaky about it. I understand that. But that's not what is happening. Like, she's using that as a cover. And so it's very messy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I just think, like, it's a very interesting choice to even appear on this season. Like, if I was her, I would probably just not give them any more evidence of, like, what I'm saying and that's doing. That's exactly it. But that's exactly, I think she's just using the show as what she thinks, she thinks it's a tool yeah. to have a stage for this alibi, for this whole performance. And I, and the real Erica, who we've known to be, like, very, uh, as they always label her, very cold about things right. and just, like, very private about a lot of things, I do not think would do this. I also think... If she was living in fear of him the way that she claims on this show, she would also not be on the show. Because let's say all of this was real. I mean, we're seeing now in her current trial that they're using the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills footage against her. Yeah. That same thing could have happened in a if this was a legitimate divorce hearing. Like, then it would all, it's all still you. And she would know that. But I think it's just to try and get the public on her side. I think it's so weird. Do I, like, secretly, is there, like, an evil part of me that loves be like, this? Because the stakes of this dumb show that I watch are so fucking high. Yes. But I still think it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's also so strange that she went from being, like, Tom's great. Tom's in court. You know, that's a workhorse, honey. To, like, mm-hmm. he's a monster and I left and took two chairs. Like, what? <laughs> what happened in that time frame when you got home from Tahoe? Like, I don't understand. She couldn't have just learned about every single thing in four days. No. Right? No. Yeah. No. I think there was a... There, was, there had to be an oh shit moment that must have been right after Tahoe. Or at least the, the plan to divorce happened right after Tahoe. Like they might have been moving things around and she's selling clothes and she could have seen like some writing on the wall but didn't know how bad it was going to be. Because yeah. the way that the, even the LA Times piece that kind of like shows the whole like, uh, what's the verb of... Chronicle. Chronicle. Chronological? Chronological. Well, chronological is an adjective. Oh, God, we're idiots. (laughs) So the piece that does the chronological events of his crimes in the LA Times. um, We're idiots, but we've read the newspaper on our computers. um, Does show that there seems to be, there was like one moment where three different people, huge people, both like the state and two separate uh, of his clients, two separate like victims in these like major cases, all discovered each other and they all realized that they were trying to get like millions of dollars from Tom. And that's when they were like, wait a second. And so I think they're, it sounds silly and theatrical, but it re- I bet there was really an oh shit day where yeah. everybody kind of realized, and that must have been right after Tahoe. And then that's like, 
honey, we got to do a divorce. We got to like, you got to get out of here. Mikey's um, just running out of her closet with all her latex boots in her arms, in his arms, just like, go, 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 go. Like, what? two of the glam now. team members like show up to her new apartment to unpack her. I'm just like, I don't know. And then she's talking about her like THC oil on her clit. I'm like, you're not distracting us, Erica. <laughs> Yeah, that was wild. I will say, can I say as much as, like, yeah, there's so much about what's going on with Erica that's so evil. I think that this season, I'm having a fun time watching it because I've been putting so much, so many of my eggs in the Erica basket that last week's episode, like, very much didn't have any of her in it. And I was, like, still really enjoying the Kyle Dorit fight. I was enjoying the Crystal (laughs) A Sutton fight. I'm loving everybody is going so hard with their outfits when they are getting together. I'm also just obsessed with like Crystal Makeoff's house and Rob. And I love the yes. idea of you're like married to this like billionaire Lion King director. And then you're like, honey, can you please just go like get dumpling wrappings for me? And he's like, sure. I love all of it. <laughs> I also love dumplings. So I like loved that oh. event. I was yeah. like, you girl loves dumplings. I think that this is a really, really cute thing that they're all getting together and just like slurping down dumplings. So, I don't know, I think, like, for a season that had high expectations for this, like, particular plot, I think that this episode delivered. We got a fuck ton of Erica and her weird performance. And then I'm just, like, still entertained by the other women. Next week, we're getting Lisa talking about Scott Disick. Wait, like, also, I'm you're enjoying not even it. mentioning my favorite part of the show, my girl Kathy Hilton, who's a fucking uh. loon. Like, what? <laughs> she's just, like, they're talking about her talking shit, and she's like, you know, this one said, what? You know what I'm saying? And and then she said, and she's like, you never, you can never say names because you don't know who's around. And it's like, then no one knows what you're saying, No Kathy. one knows what you're talking about. I you're love on her. camera. I love her so much. I also love that while she could be such a loon, she also walked into Sutton's, like, Paris party where everybody was going, like, a little costumey with their Paris outfits. And Kathy was just in, like, a really classic, timeless, like, sort of uh, toned down outfit. And she was like... Um, this is actually what you wear in Paris <laughs> in the spring. <laughs> and I was she's like, Bitch! real, yeah, she's real money. Like that's it's such like everything out of her mouth is such high stakes because she's Paris Hilton's mom and she's in the Hilton family. But then she's also like better than I could have ever expected, and she's also given us absolutely nothing about her personal life. Yeah, it's it's genius beyond what I think she even comprehends. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, I also wonder, it's so consistent, this, like, kind of kooky character that she's playing in all of these episodes. If, like, it might not feel at the time like she's getting all this positive feedback. Like, now the episodes are airing and we're all like, we love weird old Kathy Hilton. Yeah. And I wonder if while shooting, if producers were like, this is, if they were into it, if they could tell that we were all going to love it. Or if they were like, Kathy has given us zilch. What's yeah. happening? Um, but obviously in the edit, everybody else is seeing how silly she's being. But yeah, I I love her as well. I think that she's so funny. Um, For sure. Speaking of funny, <laughs> um, <laughs> what is what is the hills? What is this show? Like I don't what know. Are I don't they think they doing? know. Nobody knows. But it's the best show on television. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like it's it's and it's funny in a different way than like. I think 90 Day Fiance is the funniest show on TV. And this is funny in a way, in like such a meta way because you're just thinking about these people getting together trying to make a TV show and that's like <laughs> the funniest part to me. 
and it's not, it's just never not weird. Like, and this cast is so forced and the plots are so strange and there's like some very authentic drama and other stuff that's like so bizarre. We get like a, a weird Justin Bobby backstory in this episode that nobody ever asked for MTV. Nobody needs to know so much about Justin Bobby. And we go to his like childhood home and fucking, um, God, Jason is with him, and Jason is acting like some sort of HGTV, like, host, like, yes. walking him around and asking him questions in, like, an oversized pea coat. And I'm, like, smiling the whole time because I'm like, who, who, uh, who thought of this? Legitimately. Allowing this? For people who are not watching this, Justin Bobby was like, yeah, I grew up in Garden Grove from, like, three to five and before my parents got divorced. And then... They go to a condo that he lived in at one point, and they knock on the door, and it's just, like, normal random people, and he's like, hey, I, uh, I used to live here, can I come in? And they're like, sure, and that's, like, 20 minutes of the whole episode is just him talking about how bad of a kid he was when he lived in a condo, and then he's also just, like, making tennis and playing on like the public tennis court seem like it's the ghetto like what yeah like like jason's like oh yeah i played at my country club he's like yeah not all of us had that growing up i'm like you still had a (laughs) tennis court you that's a nice neighborhood like what are you talking about it's so crazy uh and we also get kristen cavallari coming back kristen cavallari who has so many pots on the stove uh I think she's a busy little bee. I love that. Um, I think she also is just, like, still so designed for reality TV, but, like, specifically designed for bad reality TV. Mm -hmm. Like, she's she's just meant to be on some corner of cable at all times. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, her presence is like, yes, you belong here, but also the show is trash. Um, to just like have her and her vocal fry back on the show and she's like I'm just here for a few days to fuck shit up and it's like yeah you, I yeah, love sure. that she's a mother of three and she still talks like that like you would think you would yeah. sort of shorten your vowels you know when you give birth three times but no she's still like Brody she looks fucking phenomenal. She, like, maybe oh, looks the best hot. of all of them. Like She absolutely looks the best of all yeah. of them. Yeah. For sure. That's it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I don't, I also am, like, it's, it kind of appears like she's maybe hooked up with every single one of them, and I respect it. <laughs> like, I'm not mad about it at all. And Justin Bobby was like, oh, you know, Justin Bobby just pulling words he, like, heard for the first time out of his ass. He's like, we had this really, like, frugal and platonic, you know, yeah. uh, arrangement. We're both Italian. It was like a spaghettis and meatball thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Did she suck your dick or not? I want to <laughs> know what happened. <laughs> wow. Also, wait, I just have to give a shout out to how hot, hot, hot Brody Jenner looks coming out of a car to, like, whatever bar they were going into. He's, like, in slow motion. This is, like, California sexy just mm-hmm. sort of in a human. He's wearing Vans. He gives, like, a sup nod. He has, like, the, his crunchy surfer hair. I'm like, this guy, he truly is the Prince of Malibu. Spencer He's is right. He's the Prince of Malibu. Also, I think the other, speaking of Brody and how hot he is, 
One of the other hilarious things about this weird-ass funny show is that I caught, while I was watching Siesta Key, a commercial for The Hills. And instead of being, like, next on The Hills, like, all of this drama, it was like, did you know that Seth Rogen is also making fun of The Hills? And it was showing clips of The Hills with Seth Rogen tweets being like, Brody Jenner is always taking a bath or showering. <laughs> and then it's like, Spencer and his pot pie is my spirit animal. And it's just... It's just MTV being like, come watch The Hills and make fun of it. It's fun. It's so good. I think it's, uh, and yeah, I would watch Brody Jenner, like, I would watch Brody Jenner watch paint dry. Yeah, Like, absolutely. even with, and I don't love this haircut. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't love the haircut. I wish it was shorter. But is it a problem? Absolutely not. It's yeah. just fine. Is it growing <laughs> on me? Yes. Am I into sure. it? Absolutely. Do I think that whatever he wants is fine? A hundred percent. Would I do him no matter what? Yeah, I would. <laughs> As would I do him no matter what? Yeah, yeah absolutely. A hundred percent. Wait, speaking of, do you do you sense that this um, Audrina Brody plot is real? I don't know, because they didn't have a shot of her in the car. And, like, why would you... You know he's filming. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It feels too good to be true to me. It feels like they're just playing something up for... To, like, have a plot. Um, but I don't know. Here's what I, I maybe do I, like. Here's what I do like. Okay. I like the idea of Audrina having so much power over Brody that he's like she's like the unattainable girl because the idea that anyone's unattainable to him is insane to me and I love that it's our Carl's Jr. Queen Audrina (laughs) yeah that's true yeah everything she's doing for us just like symbolically is like pretty important I'm like yeah you put him down you tell Make him, him you're not work in a for relationship. It, he will not be the stepdad to your kids. How about that? No, <laughs> your kids that we never see. All of I love that yeah, there's so many. Yeah, where are her fucking kids? I don't think she, her baby's allowed to be on the show. Damn. But the I think there's plenty of times that we've seen that in different shows, and there's still like reference to the baby. Yeah. Um, and that's just not happening with Audrina. But maybe that's also not allowed. Who knows? Um, man, oh man, how crazy. Crazy. Uh, before we get into our interview, I just want to say that Siesta Key is still so wonderful. <laughs> and what would you do? What is your take on, we watched Garrett give his very sweet girlfriend a promise ring. Mm-hmm. What is your take on promise rings? I wanted to see if you were going to make fun of them oh, or if you thought they were cute. Um, okay, so when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend for quite a while and he gave me a promise ring at like our one year relationship or something. It was from the mall. It was like a heart. It was like a blue heart ring and it was very ugly and he was not very nice to me. And his mom, who is a lawyer, like freaked the fuck out and was like, if you marry this girl out of high school, you're throwing your life away. And I was like, if you think I would say yes, if this was an engagement ring, like, (laughs) you have me sorely mistaken, ma'am. I may be 16 years old, but I know what a nice diamond looks like. So, (laughs) no thank you. Um, So, I don't know. After that experience, I was sort of like, this doesn't mean anything. Like, everyone calm down. Like, we're not getting married. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird, too. When you're older, it's like either get engaged or just like keep you know not cheating on each other right? yeah I don't know what the age for it is because I guess I guess it's like 
younger high school, right? Or I guess if you're like seniors and one of you's going to college or something, right. then like a promise ring is a, is a nice gift. But yeah, I think like after college and if you're not in a sort of like long distance relationship or whatever, it feels like sort of a weird move. I don't want to knock anyone out there who has like a promise ring that they really love because anything like sweet from a boy that's genuinely sweet is cute to me. But I'm looking at these guys on Siesta Key and I'm like, and Garrett's like, I brought a ring to the island. <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh my God. And he's like, nah, dude, not like a, not like a wedding ring. It would be like a promise ring. And I was like, you're thinking of engagement ring, you fucking idiot. But yeah, okay. The promise <laughs> ring. God. And he was like, I didn't bring a wedding ring to the island. It's like, and then oh Juliet's boyfriend goes, oh shit. Now what will I have to buy Juliet? And first of all, Garrett's ring was like the shh tiniest shittiest like Juliet would never accept a ring like that and Sam goes hey I think I want to buy you a Range Rover just because he said he had a ring like ask to see the ring first before you commit to buying a Range Rover right that's the first example of people have been like oh my god Juliet like is never going to be able to like break up with him because he's a billionaire and I've been like yeah but she can like she's still she'll figure it out and then when he just like casually was like Babe, when we get home, I'm going to buy you a Range Rover. I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. Why would she ever? I didn't, like, realize that sort of a shit was actually happening. You just think it's happening. But if he is just casually like, I will buy you a fancy vehicle when we get home. How do you like? And then she didn't have to do. I have, like, so many fucked up men in my life who, like, and this is not Tony, but who, if you get a gift, like, how, you have to be so performative with being, like, grateful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. fucked up, and I hate it. And she was just like, aw, babe. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, he's getting you a car! <laughs> aw. Oh, She's like, is it least or, like, paid for in full? Uh. Babe. Aw. Like, she doesn't even say thank you. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is crazy. Um, um, we have Kara now, who's the smartest person on the show somehow. Yeah. Right? She came back yeah. from New York. I, yeah, I'm so Kara. glad they showed her, her nose job fight with Garrett, Garrett, where when they were dating, she's like, you tell me I'm beautiful all the time and you don't even say anything about my new nose job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing some sort of uh, like bait and switch with Chloe and Kara that's bizarre, um, where Chloe is on her way out and Kara is coming back in, and it's uh, weird, but I'm happy that she's back because I think that she, like, stirs shit up, so I guess that that presence is going to be, like, really needed. Um, I also love, I think his name is Joey, that Joey is by and is, is it like... Is Joey or Joe? I don't know. Oh, is it Joe? It I'm might not, be Joe, I think You're it's right. Joe, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's Joe. Um, is bi and is, like, also having, like, this, like, flirtatious relationship fling and is, like, having awkward things with girls and guys on the island. I'm, like, yeah. loving this. I think we need more of this on Siesta Key. Yeah, for um, sure. And he had, like, confessed to uh, Juliet that he had a fling with this girl, and Juliet just goes, oh, I... I didn't know that. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, people make a lot of assumptions about like who and what I'm attracted to, but I'm really attracted to everybody. And I was like, fierce, loving this. Um, Should we throw it over to our fun interview this week? Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, and also, I we don't normally do this, but uh, there is like a lot of talk about cheating and stuff. So just a, sort of a trigger warning, I suppose, if you've like recently been cheated on, and that we're just talk about that. Or a trigger warning if you hate Mark Wahlberg. We talk a lot about Mark we Wahlberg. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> We're finally talking about Temptation Island, a show that's been requested a bit, and it's devilishly good and very long, la- long-running reality show. And here to discuss it are fellow reality junkies. We have two special guests. They're the hosts of the reality TV podcast Escape to Reality that also has a really amazing jingle at the beginning that says Escape to Reality a lot. So good luck not getting that stuck in your head. Uh, Justine and Geneva, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. So I haven't watched Temptation Island before this most recent season, and I didn't know a lot about it. And so I kind of want to start more broad and ask you guys if you can describe to the listeners out there and to our our dear old Alyssa, what is the concept of Temptation Island? Okay, let's see. So the concept is if you want to break up with your partner, you go on the show. <laughs> no, the, the, <laughs> the concept of the show is that if you secretly are, hate your yeah, girlfriend if you're, and don't if you're have trying the balls to, to dump her. Exactly. If you're trying to ditch your partner without them knowing. Um, really what the concept is is a relationship that's like at a crossroads. They go to an island where they are put in a house with a bunch of singles. Um, and so they are to the horniest temp- people you'll ever meet in your <laughs> right. entire life. You can, ima- <laughs> you can imagine the cast. They're drugged up. Yes, they're ready to go. <laughs> they um, and so then they're like a in a house with a bunch of single people who are literally there to try to tempt them out of their relationships. Um, and every week they get a bonfire clip. So they're like sitting there dramatically. It's very survivor like they're like sitting, you know, outdoors. It's always in Hawaii. Um, and they get a clip of what their partner is doing. So every week they get to see like a little glimpse. And of course, the producers pick like the most volatile clip. Um, and then at the end, they either decide like, hey, we're going to stay together. I'm going to leave alone or I'm going to leave with somebody else. And that's, that's where the drama yeah. begins. That's it. That is. And it's and they separate them. So they put the, the boys on one side of the island, the girls on the other side of the island, just pump in all those hot drunk singles. Oh, yeah. And they just see what happens and can we talk about the way that the first episode starts is the couples arriving and instead of splitting them up and just letting them go sort of mingle a la the bachelor or whatever they set up a full-on america's next top top, top model runway <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the the like beach and they make the singles like both the, the boys and the girls walk down to the end of the runway in front of all of the couples like it's Miss America and be like hi I'm Taylor and I'm from Los Angeles and I'm about to steal your man and they like <laughs> do and that's it that's so insane is that not the craziest thing ever I mean that's it's that so shows weird. you what they're in for like right there right it's like Which okay begs the question like let's talk about what the psychology is behind going onto this island as a single person <laughs> like I think it's funny to uh, like obviously we know that the couples are so fucked up they're like on the verge of breaking up like you said or politely yes. at a crossroads yes but the singles are supposedly crafted and like hand selected to be compatible for the people in the couples 
but they're also really play all of them have no choice but to play a villain and you guys have watched more of the show than me but is that that's pretty much always true right or do some of the singles end up coming off as likable some come across as likable yes. like they I don't want to give it away I guess if you're going to watch it but at the end you can see some girls have built relationships with the guys not in a sexual way yes, and they'll that's help true. they'll help the yeah. guy pick a ring out or they really I guess have more but most of them are like Cl- the hyenas in Lion King and they're going to come suck the penis right <laughs> off your man's body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What an analogy. You're nuts. Teresa would never get that one. She would be. <laughs> I would never. I would never go. I would much rather be the single on the show. Right. Well, Wouldn't you go? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a nightmare. If you're if you're a single on the show to me, like in 2021, you're probably wanting to be famous. Right. Like you're trying to boost your Instagram account. Sure. Or like, yeah. Because th- really, there's no other there's another way to meet someone which is not to go steal someone's partner so so as as you described there there are these moments at the end of the day or week or whatever because there's like time is not a concept on temptation island right where they will show each half of the couple a completely out of context 30 second clip and the you know the person in the relationship just sort of has to guess like if you see your boyfriend laughing at a girl's joke or giving her a piggyback ride like do i think he's really hooking up with her or do i think they're just flirting like it tests your trust in Erica and Kendall's situation, Alyssa, the first bonfire, his, her 30-second clip is just watching him get into bed and, like, fuck Alexis. No! Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, and then the then second bonfire, she comes oh, back, no. and she and the host, who we'll talk about in a minute, but the host looks at her and goes, Erica, how are you feeling? Like, are you nervous? And she goes, no, of course I'm not nervous. Like, it can't get any worse than last week. And the clip plays, and it's him having a threesome, Alyssa. No. <laughs> oh, no. It is torturous. It's so, so torturous. And it's honestly, it's obviously, like, comical and insane. And what's wild is, like, the, the – you would think that the show, if the, sh- if the show's concept was as simple as, like, see if your man will cheat or see if your woman will cheat, then that's kind of black and white. But instead, a lot of them act like there's this sort of, like, nuanced space in between where they go, oh, well, we don't have any rules. Like, we do want the other oh, one to sort God. of explore what's going on. Like, it gets a little blurry. So he ha- thinks he has a leg to stand on at the end of all of this, which I, I have to ask, did it, make, did it yeah. make you guys mad? Like, what? how, how are you watching this? Um, I think Kendall is one of the most despicable people that has ever been on, t- like, on one of these shows on television. I mean, his behavior was like he didn't give a shit about her, period, and was At like all. very emotionally manipulative with her and abusive, um, and just a sick person. He was disgusting. Even at the very end, he's like trying to have Erica say she wants to be with him. She finally is like absolutely not, and then he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna leave with Alexis." It's like what? <laughs> like, yeah, he pulls a full um, Peter Weber. Where he just like gets rejected by the first choice and then turns around and wants to leave with the second choice. And Alexis didn't know on the show, right? Like right. she was like, great, he picked me. Yep. And then afterwards she was like, wait, you picked your girlfriend? Right. Fuck off. I wanted to ask you guys about um, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Uh, not Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark Wahlberg, but Mark L. Wahlberg, who is and has always been 
the host of this show. Love him. How do you guys feel about okay. him? You love him? Right, tell so me more. Tell me why. I honestly, like, Justine in the beginning was like, God, he fucking drives me nuts. I'm like, I'm telling you, I think he's a good person. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he's a really. Geneva has his poster <laughs> up on her wall. <laughs> I think he's just a really excellent host. Like, I think he actually asks good questions. He acts like he cares. And actually, when we've interviewed cast members, our most recent person we talked to, um, she said, like, literally that he's somebody she would call if she got a flat tire in L.A. Like, that he's, Stop. like, a dad to the to the cast. And Rick says he invites him over yeah, Rick, to yeah, they, the house. Yeah, they People still get together. So talking to the cast, he seems like a beloved dad. He's been married for, like, 30 years, so he gives advice to them. So I personally am a fan, but I know people, he, he drives people nuts. Oh, you, have you guys seen, speaking of Mark Wahlberg in reality, uh, that he has a doc series on HBO Max called Wall Street with an H? I have not, and I will not be watching the it. Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> oh, you guys, it is The Mark Wahlberg? The Mark Wahlberg. Oh, it's And it's, not it's I'm not so watching. fucking funny. It is him being like, I'm a, I'm a businessman and a movie star, and I'm also trying to just be a dad. Oh, God. And, and I go like to church. And a bunch of cell phones and like, yeah, and I also go to church. And it's just like he basically hired a documentary crew to prove that he like still is, you know, entourage. And it's the oh most like hilarious, cringeworthy thing. It's like I I cannot get over it. I highly recommend watching the kind of pilot. It's it's just so funny. But what I was saying was I, got I loved so- Mark. I loved Wahlburgers, though. And his mother, she just passed away. Rest her soul. She did, I loved that show. I, I couldn't help myself. Oh, it was a show, too. Wahlburgers, Wahlburgers is a TV show with all his with his brothers and everything, and the mom is in it, and it was, it was. Great you love TV. a family reality show. <laughs> I do. It was great because, you know, Mark Wahlberg is the Kim Kardashian of the family. Then you got Donnie Wahlberg, <laughs> and Donnie and Mark secretly hate each other. Then you got porn star Jenny McCarthy who comes in and True. makes the riff even bigger. The mom is great. They're talking about how they grew up on government cheese. And they got the brother who seems like he's handicapped, but he's not. He's running the restaurant and they might burn his hand back there eating burgers. And no one talks enough about the fact that that business started just because like what other businesses started because someone's like, it kind of sounds like my name a little bit. A <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> <laughs> Like I am now an expert in this because burgers in yeah, the name, right? don't you get it? Like I should be a restaurant tour for a major chain. Like, like, what do you how does that qualify you in any way to make uh, good hamburgers? It's like if Wendy can do it, I can yeah, do right? it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's let's get focused. I really loved Kristen and Julian, the like hot, hot, tan New Jersey couple. Yeah. Um, and I thought that <laughs> at first when I was like watching the whole like first episode, I'm going, how does this ever work like how do people live together and then they were introduced they're both like so sweet and like seem so so in love and it was clear that they've been just dating for forever like maybe even 10 years yeah I think and he had one moment of infidelity yeah oh yeah it was like they were like in utero together it was crazy (laughs) and he did have he said in like high school or college or something like a night where he cheated on her and he'd been making it up to her ever since and this seemed like an semester in college yes yeah, semester in college 
uh, he was like, this could be an opportunity for me to like really, really, really prove that that was in the past and that that's a huge mistake. And also that I trust her and like, and, and I think I'm the guy for her and I, I can even give her space for this. So I was like, okay, this is sort of the poster child of what the, you know, objective. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still together, right? Yeah, they're still together. I mean, I think, yeah. like, his solace of this guy, like, when you talk about the extremes of behavior, he was in the <laughs> pool where, this is one of my favorite scenes, he was in the pool while people, while two chicks, like, start making out, and, like, right in front of him. And rather than even being seen, because he knew the bonfire footage was coming, mm-hmm. being seen in the pool, in the jacuzzi, he backflipped out of the jacuzzi into the pool. Oh and was, like, aborted mission was, like, I'm not even being seen around this. So it's, like, uh. sometimes you can see some people that are, like, I'm not getting caught up in this. Like, don't even. It was and great. And he proposed. It was nice. Yeah, it was sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. Do you guys think that there is a is like a world where this show like can be really effective for you personally. Would you ever, ever do it? <laughs> Absolutely no. not. I'm so too, way <laughs> yes, too crazy. Yes. I can tell you. Yes. Okay. What? If someone cheated on me, not for I would myself. be like, we are dragging our asses <laughs> to Hawaii for free. And I'm going to fuck a bunch of guys and you're going <laughs> to watch it. But I wouldn't tell them that until we got on the okay, show. Okay, all right. I'd be like, right. no, 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 I'm very forgiving. Don't worry. Okay, I like If that. my parents nice. were dead, I would. Oh, okay. If they were but dead, yeah. If they're alive, I can't do that to them. <laughs> wow. Because you already know you would wow. be next level. Yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa, I love that. I think that's the only way that I would even consider <laughs> it. That's it. But anyone who has met me for even like five minutes would be like, there's no way this bitch is ever going to forgive me. <laughs> like, right. I should just get out of here. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah they're not really hopping hard. on a plane to Hawaii. That yes. makes that makes no sense. Um, what are some of your guys' favorites? You've already talked a little bit about like different different couples and moments, yeah. but do you guys have like sort of an iconic, legendary moment from from any of these three seasons? Oh, God, um, I think the where Justine mentioned there was a couple. It was Casey and Ashley. Ash and yeah. Casey was like typical kind of frat boy, like thought he was the shit walked in every space like he owned the room and then like slowly but surely watching her on the show he was like crying multiple times but then the final <laughs> their final meeting like when she broke up with him like the tears i've never laughed so hard watching someone cry like he <laughs> it was so I fun mean, to it see was, him get he was apart. just fully broken down and she didn't give a fuck and it was amazing um so that moment really sticks in my head because because he was such a jerk, oh, such a jerk. when they were packing yeah. the first few episodes he really thought he had it in the yeah. bag and then he really did i think that like and then you think about when another ashley so that same season when she sleeps with the guy like the first night and then he essentially like two weeks later or like the next day whatever what's time in temptation island like you said is essentially like yeah you know i think uh, i think i'm good like i think we need to take a step back and she's like <laughs> like she just blew up her entire life for dick and um it backfired. yeah yeah the guy dumped her oh my yeah, god yeah so i mean i think oh. every season there is a moment where you're just like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and this is hilarious and obviously it's human like it's real stuff because everybody we've talked to it's like this isn't like they're not on the show for like to be fake. Like they come on the show and then everything blows up and like all the drama's real. It seems. Yeah, yeah. That was more fascinating because it was a woman who fucked up too. Yes. You just think a man thinks with his penis. So it was, it was really. Yeah. And it's like, wow, she really fucked. Yeah. Up. And then they got they got into like a screaming fight where she's ta- he's talking to her about her wig and he's yelling at her. Like it got real messy. Um, that was season two. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I still feel bad for. Oh her. yeah. She still hasn't recovered. No offense, I if she ever listened to this, but she 
I mean, the guy that she broke up with or her boyfriend that she went on the show with came off smelling like a yep. rose and she's seems to just really have a not that fun of a life anymore. I, I don't know. She looks sad in her eyes. Yeah. I, oh, I feel no. bad for her. I know. And meanwhile, know. Rick she is like glowing up. We've talked to him twice and he's like literally like you would. He's from Philly. He looks like Great. he's God's child. Yeah, right. Oh, no. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. So I think I think you can hop into any season of these most recent ones and you're just going to be like, oh, this is this is fantastic television. We love it every season we watch. I oh, yeah. And the, co- oh, oh, go, go, go. God, I'm so sorry. Then another guy is screwing around on his girlfriend that season, and he's screwing girls in the shower, oh, yeah. and they stay together. Oh, no. my God. Oh, yes. I forgot oh, about that. And he's, like, man. crying afterwards after he sleeps with, like, oh. the random. Yeah. Shower sex is too much. Who? I'm out. No. I don't want to be compared to that. I just want the shower to be for showering. Yes. Like, if you're going to fuck other people, at least do it in the bed so I don't have to be like, well, maybe it's because I never wanted to do it in the shower. <laughs> well, there's also, I think it's, like, in the shower. yeah, there were. That's for college. Scandalous. How old are these people? Yeah, they were, They. I think there were two people in the shower with him, I at one point yeah i think oh, so I hate oh them. my god one was you guys i literally have something. ice on my ankle right now there's no way i'm ever having shower sex you're gonna no. fall <laughs> you're just gonna slip and that fall that's not sexy no. no and there's no room in a realistic shower yeah no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was saying Can i hope that they have a um a covid season or like something that they're shooting either now or they're about to because i feel like the ticking clock of there's so many relationships in COVID that where people were like kind of forced to be with each other. They need other a post-COVID and gave, season. And then, yep. Yeah, and then but, and then you I have the added element of, of not only do you like hate or you know want to hate your significant other, but you also haven't seen literally any human beings. So that like being released onto the island with all these singles would be the most tempting of any right. temptation That's island. True. Like if you came out of quarantine. And then in an unhealthy or unhappy relationship, and then you were launched into that like weird America's Next Top Model fucking thing where people are like, I'm just a Jersey girl looking to suck your dick. Yeah. Like, there's no way you survive. Yeah, I think like this that's... season was COVID, but it wasn't, oh. I think it was like, I think it was mid maybe. So I don't think the strain had really hit everybody yet. Uh. And I don't think these people cared about COVID. They were probably still going out spreading COVID. <laughs> They're the reason we were all locked <laughs> They in. weren't COVID compliant. <laughs> I think and we, <laughs> we were hoping that they could do a type of temptation island with people that are married 25 plus yes, years. Yes, that's what we want. Beer guts, yep. C-section scars, and really get dirty, yes. you know? There's wow. a good COVID. Yeah, that's what we want to Yeah, that's see. a good pick. Yeah. What, so it sounds like you've had a lot of the guests or a lot of the contestants mm-hmm. on your pod, and you've learned that, like you said, it's a, it's obviously a very big deal to them. Is there – what's, like, the most shocking thing that you've heard just in terms of, like, the production or anything that surprised you? I don't think it's surprising, but it was, like, as you would expect, the alcohol is encouraged and flowing frequently, and that they – but they said oh, what was interesting was that it was, like, shitty alcohol. <laughs> like, that they had to <laughs> – they had to request, like, not, um you know, like – Bar- decent alcohol yes. if they want him to drink yeah like said. they were trying to negotiate like hey if you want me to drink tonight like i need i need uh don julio or i need like you know whatever like 1942 like they'll try to they'll try to upsell to get what they want and they will give it to them usually because they um you know want everybody to be sauce so that like drinking is highly encouraged wow. yeah 
I like and, that I truly yeah. am like blown away. I will I'll be like, of course these people should put them on an island and try to ruin their lives, but I'm like completely shocked and violated by the idea that they give them shitty body that it's like that's that's where I draw the fucking line. Like you should absolutely yeah, meddle in their personal lives and their psyche, but give them fucking nineteen. Absolutely. Okay? I mean I think uh, can't drop they're giving them I, it I sounded agree. like the way they were describing it was like plastic handles that you would drink in college. It was like it, Ugh, you know ew. Not good. Like, hit up a Costco over here yeah and also they said that when they are doing the bonfires they drive them around uh, you know in circles to make it look like they're driving around the cliffs of Hawaii but they're filming like 500 feet away and they could they have to tell the other people to not look out the window yep. to look at their spouse Shut or their yeah partner. yeah so they do some and trickery. so it's all smoke and mirrors like the friends you know, stage that we saw on the reunion. Uh, yes, I love hearing that. I love that shit. The like, it's not how it seems. Right. The bonfire is really right next to the yep. hotel. And I <laughs> they make them drive this, drive them around. I think they told yeah. us like they're there like, I think it was like six weeks, right? Six or eight weeks. Wow. So it's not um, a ton of time, but it's enough time that it's like, you know, people jobs, you'd have to be like, hey, what are we doing here? Do they win anything at the end of this? Or is it just like, okay. You True love. Yeah, no, they don't win oh, anything. No, no money. Yeah. Alyssa can't stand that. She hates when there's no I prize hate or trophy. When there's no prizes. Yeah, what's the point? Like naked and afraid, a bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? I, you're like, okay, I'm going on this fucked up concept of a show. I probably got dragged into it by my partner. We're going to Hawaii. I'm not going to see my partner for six weeks. And then you get there and you're like, you're not even serving me top shelf alcohol. You can't get over like, that. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd lose it. I can't. I think. I can't do that. Oh yeah, and I think you know, <laughs> is this chicken? Free range. Oh, Jesus. oh yeah. They probably yeah. have shitty catering. Well, didn't they tell us like somebody they were begging for Taco Bell and like somebody went and got them Taco Bell. The producers would go get them Taco Bell. So like, I think they try to <laughs> try oh, to get what they God. can. These poor people. What the fuck? This, the cast is just unionizing against <laughs> the producers. Just like right. unless we have chalupas, we will not fuck. <laughs> 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 they don't look like they're eating either. No wonder they're all so angry. Oh yeah, they're just they're just drunk. You know, it's like it's they gotta cook their own food too. Give these people. Oh a spray. That's why gosh. Love Island. I don't know if you guys watch Love Island, UK, not US, but. Love Island is smart because they limit how much they drink because it just they don't let them get like shitty every night. So they get one drink a night in Love Island. Oh, it's only yep. one. I've watched I've watched uh, season five of Love Island. UK, oh, OK. And I did notice I noticed that it was rare, rare that people even had a cup yep. or they made a very big deal out of like tonight. A yep. DJ is coming and we all get to have a drink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, it's completely different. And they work out constantly. Oh, yeah. It's a, like they're just working out in the yep. sun all the time. Yep, that's all they so, do. But I didn't know they yeah, limited they that so much. Tan. And now, of course, we know Bachelor in Paradise also limits it to two drinks. A bachelor is two drinks an hour. <laughs> Or right. maybe one well, drink an hour. Two drinks an hour, you God. could black out if you're smart. Like, if you don't eat, you know what I mean? Six, yeah. three hours, maybe mm -hmm. a, a double, yeah. it's over. It's true. Um, can you guys tell us more about Escape to Reality and tell everybody, like, the shows you guys are covering? Absolutely. And do you guys have, like, a cute little origin story? How did you guys start the um, pod? Yeah, so how we started the pod, so we met at a, jo a terrible job. Everybody has that job after college where you're like, what am I doing with my life? We met there, and we would talk about reality TV. We just watched all the same shit, and so our text message thread just got um you know it's like just constantly talking reality tv and my sister-in-law i don't know if you guys are bachelor people um but they are two black girls one rose the bachelor podcast oh, oh we, we just yeah. actually got invited to go on their oh podcast. awesome <laughs> yeah Great. yeah that's so, awesome. yeah okay, so cool. tasha i'm married to tasha's brother so um 
no way. Yeah, so Tasha and Justine, they were kind of our inspiration. Another Justine. Um, and so, you know, they'd started it and we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. And so we um, have started it. And so primarily what we talk, we talk 90 Day Bravo regularly because um, 90 Day, they just don't let you not watch a season. It's always on. <laughs> um, yeah. So 90 Day and Bravo. <laughs> yeah. So we talk all Bravo shows and then we do, then we dive into the real dumpster side of reality TV. We talk Love After Lockup, which is a glorious show um and then so those are free everywhere anywhere you get your podcasts and then we also have a patreon um and right now we're covering extreme sisters seeking sister wife a lot of the tlc um bizarre shows and we do a bunch of fun bonus episodes over there um so yeah that's you can find us anywhere just escape to reality podcast yeah we have no life we watch literally everything um and the sick thing is our children (laughs) like that couple yeah (laughs) Yeah, we lock them in the room (laughs) time to watch temptation island kids um and we yeah i mean the sick the sick part is we would watch all of this regardless of having a podcast i mean would i watch extreme sisters if people didn't force us to now i would would. (laughs) so i guess the answer yeah yeah yeah. i'm happy you brought it up i just watched the first episode last night i was like i'm not gonna watch it i have to have boundaries i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch it and then uh, i was like i'm in i'm in a bad mood and would like to be distracted and cheered up and then i watched the first episode and it was exactly what the doctor ordered like what a weird show. Oh. It, you you have to forget all of your troubles when you see two twins dressed exactly the same, eating the exact same bites of a salad, yes. telling you in unison that they hope the <laughs> other one doesn't die before them. Like, it's so distractingly bizarre right. and extreme. Right. And so yeah, it's... I'm happy you guys are watching it, too. Oh, yeah. It's I, great. I'm excited a baby to with the same guy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. We just interviewed. We have the same um, boyfriend. Oh, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> we, just, like, uh, we just talked to Jess and Christina from that show um they're the twins <gasps> yeah and it was oh boy oh was that a God. ride to watch the two of oh them like stare at each great. other on the same screen going nuts i mean so those shows are real oh, to us i good. think sometimes we struggle with 90 day just because it can get a little staged um and mm. we prefer the the real shit which is <laughs> unfortunately stuff like extreme sisters <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on and thank talking you. all about thank fucking you. Temptation Island. So um, I You guys are coming like on ours. So oh, yeah. So They're going to be joining us it. soon. Um, we can't wait to talk more stuff with you guys. I think we have a lot in common based off all the trash we watch. Yeah. So looking forward yeah. to it. Exactly. And I'll be sure to bring up Mark Wahlberg as much as I possibly can on your Great. Pod. Yeah, please do. I Let's love <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. It's a love hate. I can tell. You're like, <laughs> I think he would. Obsessed, I I'm fascinated with him, but he would treat me like garbage, which would make, turn me on, you know? <laughs> well, because you would have thrown the hamburger at his face yeah. and said, fuck he you. He needs to learn how to cook a freaking hamburger. It was disgusting. But maybe it was a one-time deal. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Justine just got her card hacked from going to Cane's too much, so she has, she has like, issues. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> I, left, well, I left it on the app, and somebody in Vegas ordered food and i actually thought maybe i should you know buy them lunch this person's scamming me maybe they're not scamming me but i didn't i got him it's mark Wahlberg ordering case yeah. on your yeah he's getting back uh. at you well thanks ladies yeah.